Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. I, we started a conversation, Joy and I, um, around healing. Um, Joy is a contributor to the Come See a Man devotional. And after the, 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 the interview ended, we carried on the conversation and we wanted to kind of just invite you in on that com- part of the conversation again, because I believe that it's going to be really relevant to many people. A lot of people are going to be able to relate because we get to hear these stories quite a lot. And so we hope that as Joy and I have this conversation, that that you'll be able to, as you join in, if you see any relevance or resonance to, with your own life, that you please reach out to get some support. So I'm going to introduce Joy to us now. Thank you for, thank you again, Joy. So we're going to carry on this conversation that um, we started in our in our talk yesterday. And we talked about, there's something that you said that I felt was really impacting. And I believe that lots of people are struggling in this area. And um, I wanted to, we wanted, I just wanted us to carry on this conversation around people that are living silently, people that are hurting silently and um, people, and I say people, and I think it's mostly women that are hurting silently there's a lot of stuff going on that people don't feel women don't feel empowered to speak up women don't feel that if they speak they fear being ostracized they fear being undermined and sidelined um we were just talking about some of that off off screen that they're trying to do to wounds the scars and i thought well i must have made it if if people want to send out letters about me that means i must have made it because i'm like what do I, all I do is empower women who experience abuse to heal. So we'll, we'll just leave the rest to God, but let's talk about the living silently. Um, I mean, lots of people are in pain and we know they don't feel empowered to say I've known of women who speak and they have to leave their church because it no longer became a safe space for them. Let's talk. What was your experience of living silently or since you're living out loud now, have people who are living silently come to you for help? Yes, definitely. Um, I think um, I'm surrounded, um, I might say like in my circle of influence, when I started speaking and putting things out there, people come in, but they don't want to be known. And it's people that I actually did not even realize, like, oh, they're going through them kind of things as well. And we're talking people that are even married to people or in authority in the church as well, and other people that are just meet around. So yeah, it's it's a thing, and it's happening. Hmm. Hmm. What? Why do you think? I was gonna say, why do you think women are afraid to speak out? But we know some of the reasons why women are afraid to speak out, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would say, um, talking from experience, fear of being ostracized shame is a big one shame yeah uh sometimes it's just not 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 knowing the next step to take but uh i'd say fear is a big one but fear of different things happening especially Mm. like 
people I know in my community where people um you know the cultural background is so in there so once you try to speak out it's like oh you're not being too much you start having negative levels and mm -hmm. can't leave with that for me personally for my own personal experience like i've shared uh i don't have family in the country so for me i come from as i came that's not my narrative i came from uh wanting to belong and people pleasing so there's that fear like okay once i start complaining or speaking out i might not belong fear of belonging you you would lose yeah. your community i would lose that yes i think that's one of the worst ones but above all it's shame shame what do people think of me mm. Mm. especially like i said i come from <laughs> i come from a i'm a recovering recovering perfectionist mm. so mm. after order in a way i have to show up perfectly i can't yeah. show up with black or else i would lose myself people won't mm. have respect mm. if they see me the main fears that i have is like people were looking up to me even mm. when i was growing up friends where you know their parents be like be like joy so it gives you that thing like okay i can't be seen doing anything else so you can't really show up to the world as yourself so right. you're a fake right you right. might Right. where like, it comes from so right. people put me in any other narrative apart from how they know me so they don't get to know you really do they if they're putting they're imposing no. a narrative on you no because you leave other people's expectations which is not you and it's a, it's a hard life mm, because I bet. so you can't show up so you have to keep like a chameleon changing when you're in this environment you're blue in that environment you're red in it's it's tiring and it's draining emotionally mm, mm, i bet well in it's a shape shifting over here i'm blue over here i'm red i, I need to be what i think is going to be agreeable and acceptable in different spaces and so that's that's why you you um that's what we learn to do and so we live silently because when when there are expectations of us and people expect us to do certain things, then we shrink and try to become what we think is going to be acceptable and agreeable to these people. Exactly. And I thought, you know, it's not, and I always say to people, it's not sustainable because people change. Uh, the colors that I used to like, I, 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 I don't wear them anymore. So we change as people. Um, for 20 odd years, brown was my favorite color. And now I don't really wear it much, you know? So if somebody was going to change according to who I was, when I grew, what would happen to them? Exactly. And growth is progressive as well. That's it. That's it. We, you change every day. As you learn new things, you become a new person. But when you're living in these toxic narratives, there's no growth. You're yes. a right? Yes. So in at a constant yes you, yes and i mean you don't um you don't learn new things as well mm, that's mm. not um, it's a suffocating life i'd say i bet it is but you you said something else joyce that that um 
helped me understand. And I, I knew this before, and I'm, I'm really pleased to hear from you. And these are powerful motivators to keep silent. You said shame and belonging. Uh -huh. Shame and belonging are two things that keeps us silent. We don't live our lives authentically. We don't share our experiences. And sometimes women in abusive relationships don't make decisions to get to safety because of a fear of losing belonging. I don't, where will I belong? And I need to belong to somebody and somewhere. Um, and I teach women that you belong to yourself and you belong to God. So let's work mm -hmm. with that. And then we'll see who else we can invite into, into that space with you. But those are powerful, those are powerful motivators. True, true. And the other thing is, um, I think, um, like I keep saying, the way we are conditioned, our world view of things, you know, our belief system plays a role as well in that. I would say for me, uh, being known for what I thought I was, this narrative that uh, I put myself in a box to think I was, one of the things that kept me, especially like in a toxic relationship, marriage, was how are people going to view me as a single mother? Because there's only one narrative about a single mother. You must be loose. Yes, what yes, yes, yes. You mm. must mm. be a loose person. What What made you leave? They don't, they don't see it in a way that you left. It's like, oh, he left you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. as I have these issues with women, mm. there is that feeling well of like oh how are people gonna view me I can't be viewed in a way that I am not no I'm not mm. gonna give them that mm. I'd rather mm. move on and pretend and mm. then this is a lot of people end up getting lost in abusive relationships as well mm -hmm. of not wanting to be labeled as a b c d yeah that's true belonging not wanting to be labeled we i mean single parenting isn't easy we know that but the, if you're so afraid of people's judgment and criticism that you you um you stay somewhere where you know you're not safe and and, and i want to speak to the person that is in that place right now living in fear of what others will think about you what others will say about you I always say this, Joy, that people will change. The conversation will change. Yes, they will talk for a while. I, I won't lie to you and say they won't. They will talk for a while. But you know mm -hmm. what? The conversation changes and they move on to the next person. It, it will last for a week, a couple of weeks, and they'll move on. And, and that's not a good thing that they'll move on to a next person. But I, I'm trying to share that so you know the nature and the character of the people who will talk. It's people who are going to talk about people anyway. And that there's nothing that we can do to stop them from talking. They're not interested in the truth. They're not interested in your welfare, your well-being. They're not interested in anything like that. They just like salacious gossip and they're going to do what they do. That's, that, that's it. So don't, don't, don't base your decision on what they're going to say, because they're, they're going to, if you stay, they're going to say, if you leave, they're going to say, just get help to be safe is is what i'll say okay. i want to touch on joy you know like when we're living silently usually we're in pain uh, the people that are living silently in church women that are living silently is in a lot of pain 
um, because they don't feel like there's anywhere for them to take that pain. There's anywhere there's there's anywhere for for them to go, mm-hmm. and so um, they live silently. And, and also because nobody else in church is in pain, everybody else seems so okay. Do you go to any? Is anybody in pain in your church? Is everybody okay in your church as well? People are in pain. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. And and for and, those who have been around here for a while, no, because I just wish, I just wish we could get to the place where we relax enough to just say, I'm not okay. Exactly. That it's not going okay. And that, that nobody will, there will be no judgment comes back and no criticism coming back, that we can just be okay with saying, I'm not okay. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? It would be great, but do you know the funny thing, Joanna? Is do you know the people that pretend to be okay are the people that are mostly not okay? I know. And wanna talk about the conversations are the mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. are deep in it. This is what I've discovered myself. Yeah, that's true. And people who stand up to speak and even counsel young women. I've had them, but mm. when I've worked my healing and going back and looking it's surprising I had one that came to me and said to me I wish I was as brave as you are mm. Mm. thinking this is the lady that used to cancel uh kitchen talks is there she seemed to have it all together but she mm. was crumbling mm. Mm. and it's isn't it sad that she has to pretend to have it all together exactly it is sad because there's no safe spaces and also uh the fear the fear of also like um it's not just about being ostracized but also losing status Mm. is um when you're in an abusive relationship some people fear to get worse so Mm. maybe standing and talking to people it's kind of trying to lessen it so that maybe the perpetrator, when they hear I'm talking good about them, they might actually loosen it a bit on me. Mm, mm. Losing status, losing status, that's powerful again. Shame, belonging, losing status. What's that status? What do you mean? What, what, what's the status? Being married is a status? Well, in my community, it is, if not oh. an achievement to most. It's an achievement to be married other people yes uh mm. for me i didn't really feel it that way but i know around my community it's mm-hmm. a big issue mm-hmm. and then there's this family are looking up to you you've brought shame to the family i'm actually very uh privileged to say i was actually that's one thing i'd say i remember when it came to my mind like you know what i need to leave mm-hmm. but the first was like oh what will my mother say oh shame to her what would she think of me I was scared but do you know the moment that I was like I can't take it anymore the first person that was like actually I knew something was wrong and we're waiting to know how long you're gonna leave okay somebody 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 oh they couldn't say it to me because there's that fear like we don't give you the words if you haven't decided for yourself that yeah. was my experience but people were waiting to see how long i was gonna hold, hold on and hang yeah. on but knew like she has to go 
she has to leave. But nobody had the courage to come to me and say, Joy, you've tried. It's not working. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, wow. Wow. That, 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 those are powerful, powerful reasons, powerful things. Fear, status, being married is a status. So even if you're in abuse, being married is keeping that that status is um, it that's a powerful motivator because mm. who wants to lose that not not me not many people would because it takes it takes a different kind of courage that needs support to be able to say you know I'm gonna stand on my own and I'm gonna do this I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself to safety um and this is no longer okay with me I'm gonna put some boundaries in especially when you've never known how to put boundaries in place nobody has ever taught you how um nobody ever respected your boundaries especially when you know like you and and many of us we have complex trauma in our childhood all of those things are added added so the status that we get from this this era of our lives we like it we want it because we've never sometimes we've never had it and we don't want to lose it so I understand. I understand that, that how, how that could keep somebody silent. I really do. Exactly. Uh, because what happens is, um, I think sometimes also um, women go through this phase of what we call cognitive dissonance. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, there's something happening, but you don't want to be like, it's like denial. So Do you think some people don't know the name for it? Though they the know what's happening, they might not know the name. Is that, could that be? I think it's both ways. Because sometimes uh, in the conversations that I've heard, I've asked, you know what this is? Some people don't know it. Some people, it's denial. Like, no, it's not that. I know there's something in it for me. And mm. especially in the Christian community as well. It's like, I'll pray about it. It'll get better. Mm. Yeah. You, you know, I saw this I saw this video a few years ago and I did one similar that says, don't pray for your abusive husband. I'm just like, seriously, don't. Because God can't do what we don't allow him to do in our lives. Like we need to, I said, pray this prayer instead. Here's a prayer that you should pray instead. So yeah, we're going to pray about it. We're going to hope for change and all of those things. Yeah, but prayer comes with action. Yeah, and you can pray for me, but if I don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit, no change is going to occur. No, no. Um, and you can pray and pray and fast all you like, it doesn't but until you make and you take the decision. That's it, that's it. That's until I make a decision to change, you can pray all you want because God gives us freedom of choice. And Ooh. with our freedom of choice, he gives us the freedom to choose what we want um to do and he won't force us uh mm -hmm. so if we're praying for somebody to, for them to change that person have to see because here's the here's the truth about abusers a lot of them don't see that they're doing anything wrong no and therefore they won't change if they don't see that they're doing anything wrong and i was training this week i was training uh domestic abuse awareness training in in churches this week in in a country in europe and and i say this like I, I, I present 
And there, there are people who contact me behind the scenes, Joyce, that I never talk about because I support women. So when mm -hmm. I get contacted by men behind the scenes, I don't, I don't talk about that. I don't need to. God asked me to support women, but there are people when they see themselves in my content. So not everybody gets aggravated and upset by it. Their true humility, people who see it and say, can you help me? I'll, I can't help them, but I'll direct them to support, you know? And, and, and that's the thing. That's somebody who sees themselves and can come in agreement with what they see and say, ah, oh, that's me. And I need, I need help. They're not blaming anybody. They're not spiritualizing it. They're not whatever else people do to hide. They're saying, this is, this is me, help me. So I, I get those calls and, and people get support and get help and change. It's not a lot of them. I have to say, it's not a lot mm -hmm. of them, but whatever we pray, we have to also be wise, um, be able to see things and I say to people know the pattern believe the pattern patterns won't lie believe the patterns so you're praying but you see this pattern believe it the pattern is the action that somebody is is doing over time over and over and over again that's the pattern even if you're praying and you see this pattern believe it sis don't believe anything other than what you see in 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 this case anyway believe it believe that they're going to keep you in the cycle of abuse believe that the honeymoon phase won't last because they're going to go back on their word and the tension building phase is going to start again and then the abuse happens and then the calm they apologize and ask for forgiveness and is sorry and that cycle is happening over and over and over for the last two decades believe that pattern you know what I'd add on there Joanna is most people think abuse is all about broken bones Oh, no, 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 no. There, there's, a, there's a subtle death. Yeah. On there. And then the other thing as well is for people that have grown about uh, and uh, brought up in trauma, they don't realize because the trauma has become part of their life. So that drama and the pain is like an addiction. Mm -hmm. You see? So uh, it's those that well, they really become so familiar with it that yeah. it's it's um it's normal yeah, yeah. It, this is this is what i know so this is this is how i know to live it's kind of like people who live in stress when they come in calm that you might be you might get you might be used to calm and wonder why they're not relaxed but they're not used to calm they're used to chaos and so yeah. part of the healing is getting them to be used to calm so that's what you're meaning <laughs> like people who live in trauma um, lots of trauma sometimes in that atmosphere it that way of relating is almost normal because it was normalized in the home from childhood exactly exactly yeah. so there's really work done in that area in education yeah there is a lot I mean that's what we do at Wounds Discards isn't that we educate we educate women we we help them to understand their worth and their value in Christ you are precious to him what is going on? You can't change. You can't change enough to change an abuser. You can't. No. And, and plus, it's not your job. You know, that's the Holy Spirit's job, right? And sometimes you have to get out the way so the Holy Spirit can do what he needs to do. So you can't change enough to change an abuser. You can't, you can't do anything that is going to make them make a decision. So mm -hmm. if you're, if you're silently enduring and you're in church and, and that's why I said, Joyce, like family life things must include abuse because a lot of 
families that are going to family life functions and 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 stuff like that they're going for hope they want something that's going to change the abuser but not everybody's available and open to the holy spirit and we we know that not everybody's available and open to the holy spirit so that they can hear him so that they can make a decision and they can do something differently not not everybody the holy spirit don't have access to all of us we know that so you know i just want to say sis if you're living silently and you're really struggling and troubled and you're wondering where can you go for help here's the thing don't be afraid nobody will tell you what to do people will work with you with what you want to do so the first step for you might just be saying this is happening and i don't know what to do and help me so the help might be just help to cope help to begin to build, rebuild your self-esteem help to build your confidence any decision that is made is going to be one that you feel is the right one for you at that time so nobody will hurry you tell you what to do or any of those things we just want you to know that you don't have to live silently that you that maybe you can't speak up in the spaces that you are now in the communities that you are now but there are places where you can speak where you will be heard and you will be supported Thank any last you. thing you want to say joy yeah, I'm, I'm also wanting to speak because there's another group of people who I'm trying to find women, especially, uh, especially when, uh, you know, projection oh. is part of use. I see so many women that come up and blame themselves thinking they've caused it, but they mm. don't realize, they don't realize. Thinking and it's their are, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is why I say like it's 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 very important to understand mm -hmm. what abuse is and the nature of your abuse as well. Well, and also to be able to 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 pick it and know that this is abuse because most people have just normalized certain um behaviors and habits as part of life, mm -hmm. and it's it, and they just think oh it's just one of those things i know definitely in my community where i come from yeah. we have a lot of abuse coming uh that happens mm. uh, in the car well as it being like um uh family wise like narcissistic uh mm. you know we're more like when you're married for example you're not just your husband's it's you belong to the whole family kind of thing mm. so abuse can come all sorts of course but uh okay we, you understand my point yeah so right. there's that kind of thing to to please everybody and thinking ah i'm not being proper because such and such is not happy and all these kind of issues come and become so intertwined in all that that you lose yourself mm. in normalizing that are really tough yeah so people need to also be aware of some of these things what is normal what does a normal relationship look like this is a why normal, I healthy, say, a healthy one healthy yeah this is why i always speak about being safe what does safe look like what is a safe space what is a safe environment when i am safe what does that um consist of for example most people don't realize because they've been brought up in all this like you say drama chaos and you think this is normal mm -hmm. so yeah it's important to find what is healthy and mm -hmm. what is not that's the first step i would say mm -hmm. and then from on you'd realize not oh this 
this is not healthy, this is toxic, and then find help. Yes. What is healthy, what's not. So important because what's healthy, and you 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 said we're we're wrapping up and you said things that I want to I want to draw out because I think maybe people listening might have this issue where you said you're married to somebody and you're not married to just this individual, you're married to their families and the, you're trying to please people in the family. Is is that a cultural thing, Joy? Because um, is that where that happens mostly, where you're expected to pander to the needs and the desires and the wishes of other members in the family? It is very rife in my community. Crazy. You know, you, Crazy yeah, stuff. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> it and is, I'm, because I'm, everybody's so different. So what happens is it just depends with the nature of the community and the family that you come from. And especially when there's enmesh enmeshment. Right. Uh, I know that's a big word, but yeah, those are the kind of things like, you know, if you can't please, we we have this problem whereby sometimes it's always like maybe that one person that calls the shot. So everybody has to follow or else you're not oh, part the of leader. The, the leader. leader. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's how mostly so like as, as the wife, community. you must please the leader, otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah, so never mind with everybody else that's down the hierarchy because if the leader's not pleased with you, that's it. If you're not wanted, you don't fit. That's just oh. how it goes. Oh wow! So are we talking about Christian people here, Joy? Christian people, yes. <laughs> We're talking about Christians. Who, if the leader is not happy, the leader is not doesn't have to be your spouse. As long as the leader is leading, everybody no. pander to them. You don't pander no. to them. You're you're in trouble. Could that start the abuse or make it worse? What does that do to the abuse? For me, in my situation, I, I have to give myself an ex as an example so I can explain it properly. It yeah. does, yeah, because. There's a lot of things because nobody can answer to their or question the person that calls the shot because everybody's like, oh, no, we can't or whatever else. This is just how um, I would view it. And when I listen to other ladies' stories, I kind of like, oh, it's it's common. It's really common. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of bullying involved. And who are you to challenge that person? Because as a daughter-in-law, you can't stand up and question because you're naughty that's oh. not oh wow so have, uh reprimands and all them kind of things so what wow. do you do? what that's do you of, do? that's a lot of power it's a lot of power so you have to challenge the power how do you do it if you don't have a voice and you don't sound like you're allowed a voice yeah if you don't have a loud voice and you're soft-spoken how do you get heard because so Sometimes we have issues where it's your way against other people. Mm -hmm. So would you go to? That's too many battles to fight. That's layers of layers of bullying and battling. And in, 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 in systems like that, you really need your husband, your partner to stand beside you, to protect you, to know how the system works and to keep you safe from the system. That's, that's, that's your own way of making it. But what if you don't? I'll ask you a question. Yeah, well, it can be really difficult. But, <laughs> I mean, that is going to be oppressive. Nobody can, nobody can endure that for long without before getting ill. That, that's it. Nobody can endure that level of pressure for long before the marriages marriage crumble or before the individual crumble in physical health or mental health. 
nobody can uh, withstand that amount of pressure our nervous systems can't can't do it no they can't and uh, add that you're in a foreign land you've got no family and the only family you have what do you do in that situation who do you go to god that's where you lean on god you lean on god you're only sure hope you're only sure hope yeah. and he will help but he will help yeah he surely will help but that's if you know god but you know this thing um that i also point out joanna when it comes to god uh i'll go back also to you know the way we understand god mm. how we are connected to our families but mostly to our parents and our caregivers so you see god through the eyes of your caregivers yes yes so for most people that had a strained relationship with their parents it's hard to grasp on god and keep holding and believing so they have to work hard at it that is so important because as parents we're god to our children and when that view of god is broken and dismantled they don't know how to hold on to him because we never we never gave them any example of a God that was loving and caring and kind. No. And that's a double fold impact for a woman who's trying to just figure life out in an, in an oppressive right. system with an abusive spouse in a foreign land. How do you swim across the shore? <laughs> you know what? Thank you for sharing that joy, because I know that probably is a lot of women experiences don't know how but I that's why I believe it's important to share our stories because if I do it mm -hmm. they can anybody else can what are some of the steps as we end again what are some of the steps that you would share with somebody who is in that place feeling like this is it it's dark there's no hope how can they what can you give them as hope to hold on to even if they never activate it yet but they can hold on to it what I say is there's light at the end of the tunnel. The only thing that we as humans do is uh, we're so dependent on other people and sometimes the wrong people, but our focus should be on God. I know I can say it for real because I've seen it, like I've been saying today, like John, sometimes I don't understand these things, mm. but God is there. Mm. You take the first move. I always say, you know what? Take a leap of faith. Mm. If you're end of the cliff, trust God fully. Hold Just, on to him. If God is not going to let the angels catch you, he's going to give you wings to fly. Oh, wow. You'll make it. And if you're going to. You he's going to give you wings to fly. Yes. Don't worry. He will catch you. He will catch you. He's going to give God you wings to fly and he will catch you. Mm hmm. Thank you for thank you for that, Joanna. I think we're going to end here because I'm so. I hope that this serves as an encouragement to a woman living silently, where she is in an oppressive system, she's in an abusive home, she don't she can't see any way out, and it's dark. He will give you wings to fly. You won't fall. He will never leave nor forsake you. And there are testimonies of people who he has held, he has given wings, and they're they're flying. Um, and just know that you can trust him. 
Thank you for joining us in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join us on the next story. Thank you again, Joy, for coming and for talking to us twice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.